Before we get this episode started, I wanted to give a quick shout out and thank you to Ashley S., who is our first Horror Cafe podcast Spotify supporter. Thank you. Thank you so much. This means so much to us, and it made our day when we got that notification. If you're interested in becoming a supporter, the link will be in the information box in the episode. Enjoy our next episode. Hello, and welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of I'll try that again. Rewind. Where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. I'm Erica. And we are moving on through my months, Jackie's June picks, celebrating my birthday months. This is episode 13, and we are talking about Sinister 2. I'm doing a bit of a rewind of our first season at Horror Cafe, and one of the movies that we watched was Sinister, the original. And I had the brilliant idea, <laughs> brilliant between quotes, of watching Sinister 2 since we did watch the second or the, what, would that be a sequel, I guess, to 28 Days? We watched 28 Weeks, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, not so brilliant. Not so sinister, is it? No. <laughs> so what are you drinking? Well, I have a very special cup of coffee today because this one is straight from Jamaica. Ah, nice. One of my coworkers went recently and I asked her, please, please, please bring me coffee. And she brought me, what, what is it, Blue Mountain? Oh, yes. Coffee. Delicious coffee. Oh, mm. so good. With some half and half. That's all it needs. What that, about you? That coffee is quite spectacular. Yes. Um, well, it is so damn hot. Yeah, it is. We're also under apparently a tornado warning in our area, which yippee. Always exciting. Yeah. Mm. I, I am having an iced salted caramel coffee. Very nice. Yes. It looks very refreshing. It is. Your cup is sweating. Yes, because it's that hot, yes. even with the AC turned way down. <laughs> All right, so do you want to get on with the reading of the plot? Sure. Let me find it over here. <clears throat> Hiding from her abusive, estranged husband, Courtney Collins lives in a rural house with her nine-year-old twins, Dylan and Zach. Ugh. Young Dylan receives <laughs> nightly visits from ghoulish kids who show him disturbing images of families being slaughtered. It's all part of a grand plan of Bogul, the evil spirit who recruits innocent children to murder their loved ones. The only hope for his intended new victims may be a former deputy who's familiar with Bogul's fiendish work from the past. That pretty much wraps up the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any insights from you? I, we watched this, we did not go to the theater for this, thank no. God. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, I, I, when this, I couldn't wait for this movie to end. Mm -hmm. It was only an hour and a half, and it felt like it was three hours long. Eternal. It was terrible. <laughs> it was sinisterly long. I don't know if that's a word, I just made it happen, if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, we watched it. I don't know, when it came out, like, we rented it and everything. And even then, I thought it was just a bad movie. It had, it compared, 
it was nothing compared to the first one. It felt like a completely different mm-hmm. entity on its own. Ha! Ta-da! Yep. Hey! <laughs> I'm here for the pun seven days a week. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it because of how much I just don't like it. Yeah. What about um, you? I, I, I did not remember a lot about this movie. I know that we saw it way back. I know we rented it. Because we had seen, I do remember seeing how bad the reviews were for it back then. Yeah. And I didn't like it then. And now I know why. I I actually thought that maybe I would change my mind. Yeah. But hell to the no. Nope. Uh-uh. I am not changing my mind. This is up there. Honestly, it was dead silence. And you know I hate that movie. Oh, my God. I wouldn't put, I... I wouldn't say it's that bad. Or I wouldn't say Dead Silence is as bad. This was, we'll get it to it. Listen, so much so that I gave Bagul a silly name right from the get-go. I started calling him Baggy. That's right. What an endearing nickname. Because he's a bag of shit. Ooh. (laughs) In this one. In this one. (laughs) Shall we head into movie facts? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Ready for this? Sure. Drum roll, please. That's about as good as my drum roll gets. I like the effort. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this. Ready? Yeah. 14%. Personally, I think that was a very generous rating. Oof. Audience gave it 31, which is also that was very exceedingly generous. Very generous. This was released August 21st of 2015. It had a budget of 10 million and grossed 54.1 million. And I bet you it made that much money. Because the first one was so good mm-hmm. that people went to watch this thinking, oh, it's going to be just gonna be as. great. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, if you do like it, I'm glad you do because I don't want to knock that either. But and tell tell us why. Yeah. Convince maybe me we just that, missed it. But yeah. Yeah. And what shocked me was when the credits rolled, it was not directed by the same director, but it was written by the same people of Sinister. Right. Which was Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, which I don't know. I just, I I am speechless. I'm going to correct you. It's Dickerson. Scott Dickerson. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who the hell? Really? Knows? Yeah. Anyway. I thought it, it was Derrickson. Yeah, it's Dickerson. Look at your- Did I spell it wrong? No, it's it, it. I did spell it wrong. Ah. It's Derrickson. <laughs> I think the the Google app made it an auto change, oh. an autocorrect. It's it's Derrickson. I'm like, there's oh, no okay. way everyone's been saying this wrong for years. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so sorry. I corrected you. No, it's okay. Unannounced. I thought Un- I was making a huge mistake. What? What? You are announced. I am announced. <laughs> Whatever, man. You would think that these guys <laughs> who had written the first movie yeah. would be able to put together a decent sequel. I, I don't know what happened. I, mean, I, I do. It sucked. Whoa, 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 whoa. We do like your work, sir, but this one didn't like it. I, Black Phone was great. Yes, it was, but this was awful. It was. Like halfway through this, they had to have seen <laughs> that this was not good. Maybe not. I think, I don't know. They probably liked it. I presume because it's released into the world of cinema. You have some movie facts for us today? Yeah, I, I dug up some. Wow. 
Dang. I I dug up some. So apparently this was an homage. That whole cornfield farmhouse setting was an homage to Stephen King's Children of the Corn, Mm -hmm. which also was just... Not fun. Not fun to watch. Okay. Um, Let's see. This one was interesting, and if it were free, I would go back just to see it. Right. But there's an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. There's a drawing of the red-faced demon from Insidious. Ooh. Um, it's it, it's on the board of the Professor Jonas's um, office. Well, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. Like, I won't pay to go see that. No, 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 no. But I thought that was interesting. Because this is produced by Blumhouse. Yes, it is. Which I believe Insidious is as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Okay. That's neat. Thank you. <clears throat> so the character Milo... Mm-hmm. Was loosely based on Isaac again from Children, Children of, the of the Corn. corn. <laughs> I can see that, I suppose. And there is an absolute distinct difference between the snuff film, because obviously there's snuff films throughout this movie of Christmas Morning. Okay. And the rest of the ones in this movie. And that's because Christmas Morning was actually filmed using a um, Super 8. Okay. It was also originally supposed, if I remember correctly from when we first recorded Sinister, it was originally intended for the first movie. Yes, which is why I was trying to remember why we had looked it up at that time and watched it Mm -hmm. separately. Yeah. Okay. And that's why they look different. Mm. There there is a very big difference between the filming and it's the, because it's on Super 8, the other one was on um, 16 millimeter. The rest of the other snuff films. So there's a visual difference when you look at them. Yes. Yes. Uh, Like that one is a throwback to the first one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You you bet. (laughs) So the actor that played Bagul, his name is Nicholas King, actually put a Bagul, had Bagul put on his license plate. That's cool. I guess. He likes playing the character. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. Um. Again, something I did not notice, I think, because I was so disengaged by the time this scene came along. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when the when the camera pans out of the cornfield, it's the shape of a skull. I didn't even notice that. Exactly. At all. Exactly. All right, then. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen Sinister, the original, please go see it because it's great. Then listen to our podcast. Uh, Bagul translates to the boogeyman. Oh, I didn't remember that. Well, I don't even know if they addressed that in part one. Did they? I believe Do- uh, Dr. Jonas, Professor Jonas does Sweet. at some point. So well, thank you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. I approve. Yep. Here's something Sinister 2 recycled one of the soundtracks from the original movie. Yes. Um, it's called Gyroscope, which is by a Scottish electronic band called Boards of Canada. Mm. Yeah. But hey, Canada. <laughs> Go Canada. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And one final. There's a bunch of others, but they're not that interesting. Jason Blum had expressed interest in a crossover into Insidious. Mm. Um, But that was next because of the absolute failure of this film. Oh, man. That's rough. That is very rough. Yikes. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So especially because um, Insidious had to do with. Well, I've only seen part one, 
and I I know we watched part two, but I don't remember anything. So mm-hmm. it had to do with children as well. So right. it would have been hmm. Yeah. There's in a cahoots. few Yeah, there's a few other interesting semi interesting facts, but <sighs> Well, considering I think these are some great facts that you found and mm-hmm. you found some. So yep. thank you. Yep. You did this today. Yes. For I me. did. I did. Oh, there is one here. The deputy. We yeah. never get his name. No. And that was done again, apparently intentionally. So oh. he still goes as deputy so-and-so in this movie. I know. That's he so He got rude. no name. Should we name him? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Let's Give him a name. Let's name him Ben. Ben? Yeah. Deputy Ben. No. Sure. Okay, you come up with one. No, I don't. Listen, he was a non-event as <gasps> well. So he's Poor getting- Poor deputy so-and-so. Mm. Nope. Not going there. Aw. Yep. I'm going to name him Ben. All right. You can call him Ben. Okay. You're just going to confuse everybody. <laughs> Deputy well, Ben. Well, I'm not, not going to call him that throughout the episode, I'm, but I'm going <laughs> to name him. At least he's named. You're giving him a name? Let's name him Ben, the oh, poor man. Sh- sure. Okay. His name is Ben. All right. I'm going to go over the um, cast of movie characters. Okay. So here we go. Ex-deputy so-and-so, uh, dearly named Ben by Erica. You're welcome. Is played by James Ranson. Who is also in the black phone alongside Ethan Hawke. Okay. There is Courtney, played by Shannon Sosamon. I think that's how you pronounce it. I believe so. Uh, The twins, Dylan and Zach. Robert and D'Artagnan Sloan. Dart. Okay. We'll call him Dart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Milo Jacobs, one of the dead kids. He's the bad kid. They're all bad. I know. Is played by Lucas Jade Zuman. And then Clint Collins is played by Leah Coco. Okay. Yeah. And of course, Bagul. Uh, Well, yeah. Uh, Bagul is, as I mentioned before, played by Nicholas King. Now that we have met our characters, would Mm -hmm. you like to get on with this movie? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Unlike the first opening scene which was incredibly shocking from the original sinister Mm -hmm. this one starts off with a family they're bound and hung up like a scarecrow in the middle of a cornfield and it's literally it's a nightmare that one of the twins dylan is having yes it's just really misses the mark it really starts off bad because it just doesn't have the same feel and now that you pointed out that the that it went from an eight millimeter to a 16 millimeter right Mm -hmm. it's amazing how that made a difference because it already seems weird and it just i felt like this whole movie was trying so hard that it didn't achieve anything you're absolutely right it tried so hard yeah to i think be better than the original instead of trying to find a path to make it, I don't know, its own movie, even mm-hmm. though it was a sequel, but that it still was able to carry it. And, yeah. and they really, I, I am just shocked at how badly this was written. And what, what I, you know what I didn't like either? I didn't like the surrounding story of this. I liked the first one with the, the greedy writer, mm-hmm. that he's overambitious to the point that it's 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 his ego and he's sacrificing like his family basically. Mm-hmm. So it, it just made more sense and I was drawn in. This one is 
we we find out that it's a woman and her two children, their right. twin boys, Dylan and Zach, and Courtney is the mother, that they're basically on the run from their abusive husband slash dad, and they're squatting in this farmhouse. Well, I mean, they're, they're not, not really squatting. They're not squatting. Somebody lent it to Somebody them. Lent, but we but were talking about yeah, it. <laughs> we were, because yeah. we didn't under... When Detective So-and-So went to see if anybody lived in that house, he found yeah. that nobody was there. Right. So right. that's when the whole squatting conversation took place. Between us, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and we also get introduced to Deputy ex-deputy so-and-so because we learned that he has left the police force but he's still caught up with this case yeah because he wants to 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 stop yes and the reason he ends up at this same farmhouse is this farmhouse has a little church next to it that's a murder happened and he thinks that murder is very familiar to every other murder he was investigating with Ethan Hawke's Ellison with Ellison's character from the first one. Yep. So that's how they pretty much meet up there. The farmhouse is absolutely beautiful as usual. Oh yes. It I is. would love a house like that. I think the little church is really cool mm-hmm. despite the history of a murder there. Right. No, the church is gorgeous with all the stained glass and all that yeah. stuff and the house. But but it's just, it's that. I, I don't, I didn't care about any of the them. mom and the two kids. We do find out that Dylan has, well, I think this may have, I think the point of Dylan, because at first I'm like, why do I care if this kid can have, has this gift of seeing the ghosts? Mm-hmm. Because Dylan sees these children ghosts, this little gang. Right. Right. Led by, uh, is it? Milo. Milo. You're going to say Isaac I from was. Children of the Court. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong movie. Yep. And we find out that they're like trying to recruit him. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if what the point of that was, that's what was happening with the little girl in the first one. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what was going on that, uh, behind yeah. Ellison's back. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I was like, there has to be a point to this movie. And that was one of the underlying Messages? Messages. Okay. Is watching how Bagul works in the background. Okay. But I honestly didn't care. I didn't either. I didn't either. I just found it annoying. The kids were annoying. Yeah. Even Baggy was annoying. He did not scare me. No. Like he did in the first movie. No. And you know why? He was in our face too much. Way too much. You know what this reminds me of? And I know there are people that like this movie, so I do apologize if it reminds me of in the conjuring part 2 you're introduced to the nun right and she's very scary in that because mm-hmm. you just have glimpses of her and it's the same with sinister part 1 where you get glimpses of bagul right. throughout the movie but then you get the movie the nun and then i felt like okay i don't want to see her that much right. it like ruined the scare factor mm-hmm. of the character that I think everyone thought was so scary. It was too much. It was too much of him. And it it fell so flat. Yeah, he just didn't seem intimidating and terrifying like he was for me in the first one. Yeah. Something that occurred to me when I, when I was looking up and researching the background on mm-hmm. this, and I, I was trying to justify why this movie even made it, right? To, to film and to, what do you call it? Um, premiering. Existing? Yeah. Okay. Existing. Um, Basically. So 
the kids, the boys, have a really bad relationship with with their dad, obviously, because the man is an abusive asshole. Yes. Right? We yes. see that later on in the movie. Um, Dylan, actually, the minute his dad pulls up, the second time around, he literally pees. Yeah. That's, that's the fear. But you also see when they all go back to their original home with the dad and the mm. mom, that the dad is a, an abusive jerk more towards Dylan. Yes. Than the other one, whose name I, Zach. Right. When Zach is more like the dad. Zach is way more like the dad. Yeah. And what I'm trying to get at is I'm wondering if a lot if a lot of this has to do with the relationship of the kids with the dad. Mm-hmm. And then Bagul, like maybe promising them something better where they are cared for. There's a part where Bagul shows up and he puts his hand on the kid's shoulder. Yes. One of, I don't remember if it was Dylan or, or Zach. But it, it's almost a fatherly thing. Mm. Maybe. And I'm wondering if that was one of the other underlying messages, like it was mimicking this and here, I promise you'll be happy here. Maybe. But, but it's all bullshit. <laughs> well, clearly, because Bagul's just collecting souls, but they're children, so they're looking, f- if you're promising a kid something great, right. you know, they're innocent. Yeah. Technically. So, so <laughs> Not Zach. Exactly. So, um, gosh, I keep forgetting his name. Dylan? Yes, Dylan. Uh-huh. Dylan is having supposedly nightly nightmares, and Milo and his little gang of creepy kids show up every night, and they show him films. Yeah. And each kid comes up and is like, this is my film, right. <laughs> and plays it for him. <laughs> Here is what really bugged the hell out of me. Mm. You know I love the music from the first yeah. one. Because to me, if that movie without the music that it had would have been way less it was so mm-hmm. impactful and it drew you in. Yeah. They have the movie on an on an old school projector. Yes. And then they have one of those old school record players that have those big fat needles and they're playing music, but it just didn't hit the mark. They tr- you you hit it on the on the on the nose. They tried too hard. This movie, because we've used this term on here at some point. This is a poor man's version of Sinister. Yes. And it also didn't make sense that they're playing these movies now with that record player with in part one. No. That wasn't done. So exactly. that was already like, what's what's going on? To to add to your comment mm-hmm. about Bagul, the fatherly thing. Yeah. I mentioned it when we finished the movie mm-hmm. that I had this theory. Maybe Bagul and the kids are targeting kids that are having issues with a parent Mm -hmm. like abuse or something but then i but ellison wasn't abusive but he was neglecting the family (sighs) he was neglecting the family when they were there right and apparently he also had drinking problem so maybe that maybe that is part of it Mm -hmm. that there but ghoul is taking advantage of that families that have trouble and the kids are being affected by it right right so that could be the other message here because this is a very troubled family mm-hmm. and the ellisons i don't know what their last name was in the other movie but they didn't have that kind of problem but his ego caused them to have problems and the drinking and the obsessive about work mm-hmm. that he's not focusing on his family right so maybe that is the which is cool it's a cool underlying story but it just everything misses the mark here I want to dive into the the snuff films. Yes. 
of this movie. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned already, it just doesn't deliver in this movie. The Christmas morning, when we saw it back two years ago now, right. it freaked me out. Yes. It didn't hit me the same this time. It didn't have the same feel. I don't know if it's also because we've just watched so many different movies now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think, you know why too? Because I saw it within this movie. Right. So it kind of killed it. Uh Uh It did. It lessened the intensity because back when we reviewed the original in two years ago, I mentioned to you that this had been removed from there. And I said, you need to watch it because it's Mm -hmm. really creepy. Yeah. And- we watched it together on YouTube, and it was that one scene. In in and of itself, by itself, it was creepy as hell. Yeah. But set within the setting of the movie, it just... It didn't deliver. It did not deliver. I mean, you remember, I was... That Christmas morning one really got me Yeah, you didn't want... Up. You even told me, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. And I told you, you have to because we have to talk about this. I know. And look at this. Here we are. It did not have the same impact. Yeah. It was because of the way the movie was set up. Right. And it's it's the one where the family f- basically freezes to death and mm-hmm. the, they wrapped Christmas lights around mm-hmm. them like as a way to bondage yeah. the, the family. And it was just, it is the most disturbing of the bunch yeah. either way. Yeah. And the music, that's where you can tell because the music was really good in yes, that one. it was different. But uh, it was just creepy to see them pretty much what you think is frozen to death. And then one of them looks at the camera. Right. Like directly at the camera. It was still kind of creepy the way the one who was still apparently alive or on it on her. I think it's I think it's probably the mom of them. Yes. Of the of the family is starting to slip into oblivion, so to speak. It was creepy, but it wasn't as impactful as it was before. And and the rest of these snuff films if you want yeah whatever they're not they and you know what they miss the mark so badly you know what but the other problem with it was they felt rushed i felt like they were longer mm-hmm. in the first one the films were a little bit longer they were set up they were set up better so mm-hmm. that you were like when you got to the shock factor you were like oh my god yeah what the hell's going on in this thing and this one they just felt it just felt like Here's a family, and look, now we're killing them. Like, right. that's it. It was just to try to be a shock factor. Like, the Gator one was... I mean, they are shocking, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's still like, oh my God, that's a crazy idea. But it's the it's the setup of it. It, it didn't deliver. Right. It sucked. And is it because we had already seen the first one? But it, it should be great, either the same or better in the so, second one. But that then tells me... That it's a single film only type of movie. Oh, I don't think this needed a sequel. I agree. That's the other thing. It did not need a sequel. Mm -mm. I didn't really want to know more. No. They just wanted to bank on the success. On the popularity. And that the first one is scary. Yeah. Like that one was one of those that affected me after I watched it. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it kept a... Like a, it loomed over me of how creepy it was. Yeah. It all, and you know that sinister is one in my top. Yes, I agree. The original. Yeah, this one almost taints it. It, it yeah, it like spills over into mm-hmm. it because there's that one, and it bugs me that that came out. 
that's like you know what happened what happened there's another one that's like this for me the woman in black part two yes that was not good i don't ever want to watch that again because of the same thing it mm-hmm. taints the first one. i mean i still love the first sinister i still love the woman in black but like it's just they're so different mm-hmm. that you're like why did this even happen right how did you even think this yeah. made sense but yeah, so that's how I feel about those snuff films. And you know what? Where they also missed the mark? What? Unless I... No, because they didn't show anything. Why? If this is a sequel, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they at least take the opportunity to bring in the little girl from the first one and show the massacre of the Oswald? That's yeah, their name. I why didn't they bring was, that? Exactly. This was different from the first one in that because we see what happened in the house that the Oswald family moved to. Yes. That's how it should have been with the other one. We should have seen what happened there and then come to here. Right. Because I think that would have been a classic way to start this movie. Yeah. If you were going to go into a sequel where you're seeing what happened to the family previous that leads to this new family. Absolutely. The connection there. Yeah. Um, That made no sense. Yeah. It just, I think it ruined it. And, the, and then at least connect it. Because the only connection you really have to the first one is the deputy. Yeah. And the fact that it's Bagul and all that. But you, the story is not... There's no... Tried. Yeah. There's no, and, and I think that's why you lose giving a shit about these people. Yeah. And then deputy so-and-so goes to meet a different professor in this one to add back that professor thing. Like the professor from the first movie disappeared yeah apparently so i guess something I, I happened got the impression that he went a little bonkers it seems that way and now we meet this other professor stromberg yeah that i thought this whole part was a throwaway like adding this ham radio i didn't really even understand what the hell was going on with this um it was basically showing up maybe the first recording or proof of bagul mm-hmm it did nothing for me. Yeah, it was it it definitely was a throwaway type thing. It's like yeah. why are you, what why did you put this in here? Do- yeah. a professor I keep wanting to call him doctor. <laughs> professor Jonas explained everything about Bagul. This was just extra. Absolutely. That wasn't needed. It was a way I think maybe the thought was, oh, if nobody saw the original and they're watching this, now they know what Bagul is. I don't care. (laughs) Thank you, Archie. Yeah, none of this is adding to the story for me, and I just don't care. And I feel like I'd have to go back and think. I don't know how many snuff films were in the first one. I feel like we got more in this one because they were shorter. But because there's, I'm not sure. So there's Fishing Trip. Right. Christmas Morning. Kitchen Remodel. Right. Uh, Sunday service and a trip to the dentist. A trip to the dentist? It was in the background for the most part. Oh. With that oh, one. Okay, Remember yeah. the drill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one wasn't even... That was also a non-event. The abusive husband is able to get custody back of the kid. Well, the whole family, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, they all get back together. Yeah. And even the ending is anticlimactic. The whole thing. Dylan... 
So what I'm the twins seem to get along at the beginning, which is a whole other issue. I don't know about that. I I actually disagree. I felt that they're from the very beginning. They're not. They're not. Like it seems like of the twins, Dylan is a more sensitive one. Yes, and the other one is a much more impulsive twin. And I felt that there was some form of I don't know oppression Mm. from Zach towards Dylan. Well, he was jealous that the ghosts mm-hmm. didn't pick him versus Dylan because we we find out that Zach can see them as well because he tells Dylan, you're not that special. I can see them too. Right. But ultimately, the plan of the kids was to get Zach. Right. According to the... Uh, that's the impression and I that got. And that didn't make any sense. Why would Bagul go through all that trouble? I'm pretty sure he can just pick the kid. Right. Like, hey... Little minion ghost kids. That's the one I want. Bring him out board. He's already, he's a, easily influenced. He is the weak link of right. the twins, Zach is, because of his anger. Right. And his anger is rooted in his parents' separation and is also influenced by his dad, who's a very violent man. Yeah. And I think because the dad is abusing Dylan, it's almost like Dylan gets the attention. Mm-hmm. So it's taken away from Zach. So right. Zach is jealous. Right. Even though that attention from the dad is horrific. Yeah, it is. I will say that was uh, a hard scene to watch. Yes. Where, where, you know, when they're all back at the house together at the dad's house, because he's rich yes. from what... He's quite wealthy, lots powerful. of influential, all that stuff. And they're having dinner. He basically takes, what, mashed potatoes and, like, shoves it... Yeah. In Dylan's mouth, mm-hmm. face. And I thought that anything like that is always so hard to watch because it's like, oh my God. I mean, what's the problem? Yeah. Even Poor though kid. you know it, that I will say that that particular scene in the in the movie was upsetting. It is. It was. I will give them all kudos. It was well done. It was. It was. And in that scene, when you, when they pan the camera to Zach, mm-hmm. you kind of almost see him smirking. Yeah. He was okay with this like he wanted his dad to continue mm-hmm. messing up dylan that's so mean poor kid yeah it was well done but basically this is the grand finale here where they oh and in this movie they really show what did i call bakulade bakulade oh yeah they show his poison mm-hmm. kool-aid a lot. A lot. They make it very obvious. Yeah, which is a very fluorescent green substance. And what that does is it knocks out the family. It immobilizes them enough so that the kid can actually, and I still find this hard to believe, but a lot of these kids are small. Mm -hmm. You know. I think Bagul helps them. You think he helps them? Or all the kids help. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Maybe the whole dead kid. Okay. Yeah. But it's so in your face. Mm -hmm. In the first movie, it was so subtle. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Barely. You could barely see it. Right. But here it was constantly in your face. It's like, mm. all right, all right, I get it already. I get it. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the this fa- the family gets knocked out. Do they? I don't honestly I don't even remember, but they're the ones that end up in the cornfield mm-hmm. like scarecrows, bat yeah. you know, their heads bagged. And it's it's Zach. He's the one who mm. now has the camera and is going to kill the family. He does successfully set his dad on fire. Right. So at least he did do that. Yeah. But 
somehow he gets distracted, knocked out, but the... By the, Detective so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Detective yeah, Deputy so-and-so. Deputy so-and-so, because he shows up to rescue everyone. The mom and... Or Courtney and Dylan get saved, and they run through the cornfield, and that's where we at least finally get the theme of Sinister, the music. It mm-hmm. gets used as as the chase music. Yeah. And, and, and the reason that the deputy ends up over there, because prior to that, he, the, the dad, Clint, had bitten, uh, bitten, beaten the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that Dylan, as they were becoming unconscious, losing consciousness, actually co- texts him. Um, and you see it. He shows, you see the phone saying, help us or help us or we need something like yeah. that. That's why he shows up there again, even though Clint had beaten the shit out of him. Yeah. So he gets there. They're all, and he runs over, I think, um, what's his name? Zach, or he pushes him with his car. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you see the dead kids and even Bagul hanging out in the cornfield. It was like, okay. Yeah. And the deputy so and so ends up breaking the, or destroying the camera, mm-hmm. which is what supposedly breaks the cycle. I'm sure it never does. <laughs> Um and uh, Bagul takes Zach. He kills him. Yes. Basically, yes. Like, oh well, I, that I wasn't expecting. But, but does he really kill him, or does he become one of them? But they're dead. Yes, they're not alive. But here's here's the thing: does he kill? Does he kill him, and he's not part of the group? Ah. Therefore, living in a life or an afterlife of I think, limbo. I would think so. With nothing to do. Yeah. Or did, I don't think he joins the crew. I don't think, because he failed. Because he failed. Mm. Ooh, that sucks. Don't don't fuck with Baggy. Yeah. He's still mm. going to get you. <laughs> the Baggy's going to yeah. get you. He failed his recruitment test initiation. <laughs> he failed. Yeah, because you see Zach's body just basically decaying. Yeah. So in my yeah, mind. he's dead. He's like dead. dead, dead. And he's not part of the group. So he didn't get to have that. He didn't get to hang out with all the other dead little fucks. He was a mean kid. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) The whole house catches on fire pretty instantly. Too bad. Another great looking house. Yep. Deputy so and so, Courtney and Dylan escape. I assume they probably stay together. Mm hmm. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, as they're collecting things. Um, because uh, the deputy so and so was at the was staying at a hotel, so he goes yep. to pick up his shit. Because initially, I thought they were gonna stop and stay there. I'm like, you're gonna stay at this hotel with this kid? Yeah. Ew. Uh-huh. Looks so run down. And he has that ham radio there. Well, he doesn't have it. It appears there because oh, really? he had told Stromberg mm. to destroy it. Oh. oh mm. And apparently, he thought he had. And mm. what happened? You've got some voice ghost children speaking through the ham radio. Yeah. And then good old Bagul did scare the shit out of me with this one. Because he pops up on screen. Like in the original. Right. Wasn't but, expecting But that. that was it. Yeah. And that's how it ends. So you're left to surmise that I think Deputy So-and-So got the axe. I guess. That's sad. <sighs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on this movie? Before we get into our categories. Yeah, yeah. My final thoughts are that this is probably the worst sequel I have ever seen. And I think it even beat Friday the 13th Part 2. Well, because at least Friday the 13th is funny. Yes. Like, I mean, at least to us, it's, it's funny. It was entertainingly it's entertaining. bad good. Yes. This was 
it just sucked. It because of what I think I nailed it. I have to agree. It was trying so hard mm-hmm. that it just failed miserably. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. I have to agree. It did nothing for the story. If anything, it just it's not that I made it worse, but it just didn't need to exist. It feels like a whole separate entity, mm-hmm. even though it's written by the same people, but it just fell it fell so beyond flat. Like it just went downhill so aside from the writing do you think the director also messed this movie up why could be why use two different films why did they need to incorporate christmas time in here because it's so obvious at least to me or maybe because i knew because we know yeah i think it's because we know (laughs) but i don't know i i do think that has a lot to do with it too because it's the literally the direction the movie has to go and Mm -hmm. even the filming you know the the, the, yeah, filming the filming was completely different. The filter different. is what I'm thinking yeah. of. Everything was different. I just, those snuff films were so bad. They that just weren't, okay. They, they were, felt like an afterthought. Right. I mean, they the ideas behind them were horrific. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they were presented so poorly yeah. that they didn't leave the, oh my God, that is so fucked up reaction that you get when you watch Sinister, the first one. Right. The original. So, and yeah, I would argue, well, what would you do better? But I think we said it. I wouldn't have done a sequel. I think some movies just need to exist on their own. Mm-hmm. They don't need a sequel. They don't need to become a franchise because I don't want more. I think it's just perfect the way it is. Yeah. And that's how I feel about this. And now you're left with this shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, that's kind of tainting the original. Right. Not enough, though, because the original is still fantastic. <laughs> I actually want to go watch it. I do too. Today. <laughs> to to cleanse myself of that bad yeah. one. I also think you made a point in that it is missing a connection. The only connection is the deputy and he is not really a strong enough connection mm-hmm. for this because he's a guy investigating something. Right. There's no connection to the evil that happened before with the Oswalt family. Right. To bring it here. The beginning, how it starts, is just bullshit. Agree. I'm sorry. I'm just reading something from your categories, and it's making me laugh. <laughs> well, I'm so glad I entertain you, even in writing. Well, let's go there then. Let's let's jump into that. Yes, because I'm sure we'll just continue. Yeah, and and um, oh, yes, sound effects by Archie. He's the lapping up a bowl of water. Sound and movie. I'll I'll say my part because I see you have a not a paragraph, but a little bit mm. more. Compared to Sinister One, it's just, I already went into it. It fell flat. There was nothing. Yep. There was nothing memorable with the music in this one, which sucks because I do feel like the first one, it was revolved around Well, yeah. Music. Here's the thing. It left nothing to be desired. Was the first movie it added to the sheer terror? Not of sheet. The, no, not sheet terror, like I wrote in my notes. <laughs> sheer terror yeah. of the movie. It it was the movie. Yeah. It, you can't have that movie without that, okay? <laughs> Still reading ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> the music here just sucked the hell out of what was left of this movie. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the last attempt to salvage this worthless piece of shit, they Damn. throw in the mu- the music from the first movie. Why? Why did you taint that music? Which is terrifying. Why? 
I know. It really felt like a cheap shot. All right, then. There you go. Tell us how you really feel. I, I, I think I did that pretty clearly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, best scene. Uh, this was hard to choose, and not because there were great scenes, but because it was just bad. I had really nothing that stood out to me, and I just chose the chase in the cornfield because it had the original music. That was it. <laughs> That's not saying much. You you put more effort into it than I did. Yeah, I see that. Because nothing for me. There is <laughs> nothing redeemable about any scene in this movie. The only one that I mentioned is the, is the dinner scene when the dad does yeah. that to the kid. But that could happen in any movie. Yeah. As it relates to this movie as a, a horrifying Horror moment. Right. Really, there is nothing. All right, then. What about best character? Damn, mom, you really. <laughs> I I did enjoy Deputy So and So. I think he's the only thing that saved anything in this movie. Because I cared about him. Because I liked him in the first one, and he's the only thing I can connect. Well, him and Bagul. But since Bagul just fell flat for me, at least he was the connection and. I liked him and I wanted him to survive. I hope he did and didn't die at the end. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a, you know, I'm going to tell you, hero. I have no best characters. Yes. Not even deputy so-and-so. Dang. What was endearing in the first movie actually irritated me in this movie. Aw. It okay. didn't. It was forced. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to kick you there. That's fine. It was forced. <laughs> And that's God. how it came across to me. The character fell flat in this movie. He was great in the first one, and that's where he should have stayed. You're so funny. Okay, well, that's fine. Okay, best unlikable character. I put Milo and the the twins, mm -hmm. actually. I didn't, I well, Milo I really couldn't stand because I, I think the theme of this movie is just trying too hard. That's yes. the bottom line. Because I felt like the the acting was overacting, that mm -hmm. it was irritating. And this, he wasn't even a cool bad guy. He was just irritating. He wasn't a cool creepy kid. He at all. Was re they really truly did base this character on Isaac from Children of the Corn or the Corn Kids or whatever the hell it's called. Um, yeah. And he wasn't even a good bad guy. He was just the kind that you want to like, come on, like flick him off and... Right. Right. Go fuck And yourself. the kids, like even Dylan, Zach, they, I mean, I felt bad for Dylan when, you know, when he peed himself and at the dinner scene, but otherwise, like, don't care. Right. I have no connection with you, like the kids in the first one where I did feel bad for what was going on with mm -hmm. them. And clearly your answer is? Uh, everyone. 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 <laughs> and I'm not even saying that it was a best unlike they were they were all unlikable every yeah. single one of them yes milo led the charge and being the they were just awful <laughs> horrible God. this kid i'm sorry child i know you're probably an adult by now or at least somewhere in that but the acting was horrible he was trying too hard to be a creepy kid yeah. that you just wanted to bitch slap him yeah. like dude snap out of it yeah. you know like, stop it. You're not scaring me. You're not impressing me. You're a little shit trying stop to scare it. me. Yeah. Okay? It, it, no. No. All righty then. No. <laughs> this one we both agree. What character would you be? This is where we choose what characters we would be in the movie. Like, we choose it for each other. I literally typed, oh, God, no one. Mm -hmm. you, I, I wouldn't choose anyone for you. No. You would be none of these people. 
So, and clearly you pretty much said the same thing. Yeah. To me, these characters were so one dimensional that there is no way I'm even entertaining this question. All right, then. Let's entertain this question. Does this hold up? Hell no. No. Oh, my God. I didn't even do the rules. That's so bad. Shame on you. I know. All right. Next up are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. (laughs) Basically, these are our seven rules that we have created. We apply them to the movie we watched to see what was broken and see if it increases the character's chances to survive or die. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) rule number one don't say hello or who's there rule number two turn on the lights rule number three don't split up rule number four don't go upstairs in the basement the attic the church whatever rule number five why are you going in there if it says don't enter looks spooky condemned Mm -hmm. abandoned rule number six make sure the bad guy is dead and rule number seven no ouija board or seance uh i would say don't split up right they split up don't, why are you going in there to the church, I guess? Don't go into the basement. The kids went to the basement to watch the snuff films. Yep, yep. And uh, you can kind of argue that those movies are a seance in mm-hmm. a way, maybe. Yeah, don't watch snuff films in a basement of an abandoned farmhouse that has a church next to it. How about that? Yeah, so I'd say four out of seven. Yeah, I It's a suppose. decent amount. Okay. Okay. <laughs> scream award. How many times does Erica scream in a movie? Ah! Uh, one out of five. And it's because of that last jump scare. He did get me pretty good. Yeah, you did. That was pretty good. It, it was. It was. It was a good scream. Mm-hmm. But that was it. We have decided to introduce a ranking system mm-hmm. to our episodes. Indeed. This will be the first one. How lucky. For this movie. And we are rating this. How? Let us know, Mom. Based on how many cups of horror. Get it? You get. Because we're a cafe. Exactly. And all we do is serve up cups of horror. And coffee. (laughs) Can you imagine if we opened a cafe? I would love to. We can make it a horror-themed cafe. Hell yeah. Think about it. We can name different... You know, drinks, drinks yeah, out of yeah. different villains and theme it every month. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah. Do our podcast from there. That too. Let's go rent a space and, and then set it up. We can invite people like, hey, you want to be on a guest on the episode? Yeah. Sure. And Make sure you watch this movie and here we go. All right. We okay, took sorry. that way out there. No, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. As our first rating, would you like to go first? It is your month. Sure. Oh, well. But, but me, I really because need you, you piggyback to go. on. All right, mm-hmm. fine. I wanted you to have it, but no, okay, no, I see. You, you're more than welcome to take these cups of horrors. I so we're doing it out of ten, right? On a on a rating scale of ten, I like ten because it gives you a little bit more yeah. wiggle room and, than five. And, and ten, although five is harder, yeah, <laughs> it is. Ten is the max. Like this is the, the best. Yes, the best. And obviously, as we go down the number, the scale yeah. of coffees that you get, yeah. Eh, not so go. much. Mm-hmm. I gave it a two out of ten cups of horror because honestly, Deputy So and So saved it for me, or was the only. Wow, if you can see this woman's face, she is giving me a literal death stare right now. Would you like to give your rating? I am giving it a negative two. How negative- can you give negative two cups of horror? That means there's no cup. 
They're exactly. Oh. <laughs> they get no cups. And it's negative because if I did, it would be thrown in the face of these people. Damn. Steaming hot. There's my snuff film. Oh, my God. Well, Archie I agreed really with you. think you are being generous no. in giving it two out of ten cups of horror for this piece of shit. No, you know. You know why I'm so angry about this? Because you this, love the first one so yes, much? That's, that, I know. That I can is tell. what angers me. Is that, okay, angry is really a, a little bit extreme. But you, it upsets yeah, passionate. me. It, it bothers me. Why I'm passionate about this, not liking this movie. And you're right. It's because I like the first one so much. And it did not deserve to be tainted by this. I, I understand. I get and it. And I'm going to confirm something. And I am so glad that I read this. <laughs> oh, God. Is there a third one? No. Okay. The um, Cargill and what was it? Derrickson. Derrickson, not Dickerson. Were in some kind of Twitter thing going on. And somebody, two or three people asked, will there be a Sinister Three? And the answer was a resounding no. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of them, and I don't remember which one, did hint at the possibility of the small screen. Mm, like direct to streaming or maybe a series on mm. I, I don't know i do not think they should even try this however you know what would be cool but again it would have to be along the lines of the first one mm-hmm. only <laughs> if they made a show it would be cool if they made a show of like a mini series, okay. not even a whole like 10 seasons, a mini series, mm-hmm. a 10 episode thing where they do the backstory on the snuff films and you end in the snuff film. Okay, I will give you that, but man, they better do that right. But that's hard because why do you care at the same time? Exactly. Yeah. At what at what point is it really that Repetitive. interesting? Yeah. And and it's just an excuse to show snuff films. Right. Which you know? for that, you may as well just watch part one, you get the little hint of it, and you move on. And you move on. And Bagul is still scary instead of yeah. being nicknamed Baggy, <laughs> because I had absolutely no respect for Bagul in this movie. Yeah. In the other one, I had a good dose of fear, uh, respectful fear. Yeah. In this one, it was like, really, dude? You're like- not, I mean, the whole thing was the laptop. Mm-hmm. They they literally repeated what they did in the first one. Yeah. And it fell so flat. I know. We can't say that enough, huh? <laughs> it it didn't it it did not make the impact. They had yeah. no original thought. You know what this means? This means that we have to pick something else. We cannot finish your birthday month like this. We have to pick something else. Okay. We did great. 28 weeks later was a, a success. It was a success, even more so. Because yes. you ended up really liking it. I did. I did. I'm really into zombies all of a sudden now. Oh, it happens. A child after my heart. Yes, that's me. I made you <laughs> proud. Uh, you did. You <laughs> so did. We, we, need to, we need to redeem this month. It can't end with this. With this baggy piece of shit. <laughs> Damn. This bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're just full of puns at the cafe. Indeed. We're caffeinated. Yeah. What happens. Mm-hmm. So you need to pick something and we'll surprise everyone with something that we need to redeem this. I will give it thought 
Um, I agree. I don't really want to end my wonderful birthday months with Hell this no. movie. I want to have something, although it was fun trashing it. I, I'm sorry to the directors yeah, and sorry to the writers to and to the actors. Yes. It's, it, it was just a disaster. That's okay. He redeemed himself with the black phone. That so is So it's true. all good. Good movie. Good movie. But um, yes, I think we, we need to keep celebrating. So we need to pick, you need to pick something else. And I will do that. Great. I promise that I will. Yes. And I, I cannot believe that. I rented this movie. Yes, we rented it on Vudu, by the way, mm-hmm. for anyone's curiosity. Please find it for free somewhere. Yeah, I don't, don't do not waste. <laughs> Please don't. $3. I mean, if you do, hey, and we do apologize if this is a movie you enjoy. Yeah, this is just if our you liked it, that's opinion. great. I'm happy for you. I did not. Yeah, we, we did, did not. not. So we apologize because I know you know it's hard if you like something to hear somebody not like it, mm-hmm. but. We it just we can't like everything. This is true, <laughs> and and honestly, the we do really enjoy a lot of the movies it's that rare. we review. Yeah, but it is rare when I come down this hard on a movie. Yeah, um, I feel bad, but I don't it's fun. <laughs> because it it still upsets me that it ruined my original I sinister. Know, but that's okay. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said enough. No, I think I've. I, th- it. I think I have exercised Ooh. this demon. This bagool. Oh, please. This bagool. He's not even scary. Not in this one. He doesn't intimidate. Like, I feel like I just take him down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel I got that out of my system somewhat. You literally exercised it. Mm hmm. All right, then. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, that's a wrap on Sinister Part Two. And we'll see you in a bonus episode for this month because we have to redeem mom's birthday month. Indeed. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today on Horror Cafe Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube at Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming where we have some short videos, short reviews, and you can watch me play horror games. And you can also visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com where you can learn a little bit about us and also listen to our podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help us out. You can also choose to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. The link to this and everything else we've mentioned are in the notes section of the episode. And in the meantime, stay spooky. Bye everyone. (laughs) 